Welcome to the NCC More podcast. This is a time where we come around the table and continue the conversation, try to add a little bit more value to Sunday morning. And this Sunday, we started a new series. Brand new series. Brand new series, Accelerate. Yes. And uh, if you're listening or watching, it's it's not spelled how you would normally spell Accelerate. Philip, you right. want to... That's right. Yeah, we, we put Excel in the first, you know, and, and the whole point of that is, is that if you really want to accelerate, you've got to have excellence in your life. Yeah. And so we talked about how, what does that really look like to excel? It mm-hmm. means to surpass. It means to outdo. And so yeah. what we're trying to do is bring that excellence into our life so that we can outdo who we used to be, be yeah. superior to who we used to be. And mm-hmm. so uh, that's really what we're going to be talking about in this series mm-hmm. in August. And, and Sunday was an amazing kickoff to the series. It was powerful. It was challenging. I loved it, but we're going to dive deeper into it today. Awesome. So uh, we started off by talking about excellence, and you started off by talking about how our behavior or what how we behave yeah. in turn, it, it turns out how the light, how we be having. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, butchered yeah. that. Yeah, but... that's okay because it's not good English anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what, what we're talking about, but let's talk about this first about how on the show today here you have the coffee mug and I don't. Well, you know, I mean, maybe next time I could have a coffee. I'm glad you brought that can, up because I just wanted to e- exemplify what servanthood looks like. And I actually brought this for you. Oh, wow. Gearing up for football season. Wow, come on. The Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks <laughs> coming in strong. <laughs> oh, man. No, hey, this last week, um, yeah, we, we um, uh, kicked it off by, you know, by talking about our behaviors mm-hmm. um, and the role that behaviors play in yeah. us uh, really living that excellent life. And and we said that the, the way I'm behaving yep. shapes the life I be having. Mm-hmm. Now, before you want to write and say, no, that's not correct English. We know that's <laughs> not correct English. Uh, but you'll never look at behaving again the same way because the the way that we are behaving mm-hmm shapes the life that we be having. And it really draws the connection between our behaviors and and the life that we are currently building and Mm -hmm. the life that we are currently living in. You can't separate those. Right, right. I'm glad you brought that up because you kind of drew out how this progression looks in our lives, how our believing shapes our being and our being shapes our behaving and and our behavior shapes the life that we're building. Yes. Can you, as we go into this and we kind of get, con, just to get context of yeah. going into these specifics, can you kind of explain real quick that that progression? Well, yeah. I, you know, I think it's really, it, it really starts with, and and I mean, if you really wanted to back it up, I mean, at the end of the day, this whole process is really centered around kind of taking ownership, right? Yeah. I have to take ownership of the life that I have today. Like I did something to create that life. Mm-hmm. We can't get into a place of saying, "Well, if you know, if my dad would have been there, or if my mom would have treated me this way, or if this teacher wouldn't have labeled me this, or if mm-hmm. this coach wouldn't have mm-hmm. responded to me this way, or if life would have been different." You know, we can't blame things on other people for this is the life that I have. We realize that it mm-hmm. it is our behaviors. Now, our behaviors may have been in reaction. Right. To mm-hmm. what somebody did yeah. or what somebody yeah. said, our behaviors may have been to protect us or to fight back against something. Yeah. All those things are true. But at the end of the day, they're still your behaviors. Mm-hmm. They're still the, the way that you acted, put you in the life that you're living. But then if you kind of back that up, say, OK, the life that I have now is because of the behaviors that came out of my life. Where, where did those behaviors come from? Yeah. The behaviors that come out of me 
come from what is in me. Mm, mm, so it's mm-hmm. it's literally my being. We, we could talk about that being your attitude, your outlook, your disposition, who who you have become. Mm-hmm. Okay, so out of that being. But where does that being come from? Yeah. What makes me who I am? What gives me that attitude or that outlook? That's where beliefs come in. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. So that's where that's why it always goes back to beliefs. Mm-hmm. What am I believing about God? Mm-hmm. What am I believing about myself? What am I believing about my place in yeah. his kingdom or my place in this world? Yeah. What am I believing about my past? What am I believing about my future? All of those things shape who I am. Right. Who I am is going to shape the behaviors that come out of my life. Mm-hmm. And the behaviors that come out of my life are going to build the life that I'm going to be living in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've got to make sure that my beliefs are right so my being can be right so that my behaviors can be right, right. so that the life that I'm building is actually the life that I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me let me ask you this question within that progression because things happen. We have a disposition that we are born with. Yeah. We have... Uh, a disposition that we we grow up in in, in, a, in a family unit or whatever home unit yeah. uh, in in school uh, in social arenas I, and a lot of times those experiences uh, they mold our belief yes about ourselves right. about you know our identity um, and then and then that belief in turn turns into habit over time yeah. or uh, turns into behavior and that yeah. behavior turns into habit yeah. and that habit reinforces the belief about ourselves. Yes. Whenever you're stuck in a negative belief and yeah. which results in negative behavior, how do you shift that negative belief? Yeah, you know, I, you know, we, we talk about a lot here that there has to be evaluation before there can be elevation. Mm-hmm. So before my life can go to the next level, I've got to really evaluate where I am. Yeah. So so whenever I start evaluating my beliefs, okay, I have to evaluate. Now, as as a as a Christian, mm-hmm. I evaluate my beliefs according. To the word of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's some things that my mom might have said, some uh, activities that my dad uh, brought into our home. There might be some different things, and it created this is my worldview. This is the way life works. This is the way things work. But I have to take that belief back and match it up with what does God say? Yeah. Uh, I may I may have had you know parents, grandparents. They have to say you can't do. You'll never. Right, you'll never be enough. You'll never call. It may, may have said all of those things in my life, okay. But then when I match that up to the Word of God, and God says I can do all things. Yeah. It says that all things are possible to those that believe. Okay. Well, now this this belief it's been exposed because it's like, well, maybe this isn't true. Mm. Maybe what my dad mm. said, my mom said, maybe this environment that I was raised in, maybe this is not right. And 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 so then I begin to change my my beliefs. Because if I don't change my beliefs about what is true, I'm never going to be able to change my being. Yeah, I can't change who I am until I begin to change my belief system. That's why it's always deeper. We got to get down mm-hmm. into those beliefs. And when we begin to to change our beliefs and we stop saying I can't and start believing that I can, we 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 begin to uh, get out. To expose that negative, move that negative mm-hmm. out, so we can get that 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 positive or that faith in, mm-hmm. um, and then that begins to change our being. And this is over a process of time. Yeah, this is not like you just sit down one day and be like, "Oh wow, I've been believing a lie forever." Oh wow, I want to change my belief. Oh wow, my tomorrow my being's going to be different, and next week all my behaviors are going to change. And wow, the life that I'm building is going to be dramatically different in ten days. <laughs> Man, I, I wish it worked like that. Yeah. But you spent a long time building those beliefs, securing those beliefs, building on the foundation of those beliefs. So it's like it's like a construction project. Mm-hmm. 
if you're gonna tear down a house, I mean that doesn't that doesn't just happen in, in you know one moment, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. you, you got to break that thing down. You're going to get down in the foundation and dig that up, man. You're talking about a big project, but that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. We need to be uh, we need to uh, go through that destruction, if you would, so that mm-hmm. we can have the construction yeah. that we really need. What if someone's began that journey in shifting their belief? They've realized that they've had. Uh, these secret rules that they're living by yep. or, you know, different things where they're, they they have a negative persona about themselves. So they begin to shift their belief about themselves and their, be- their beings beginning to shift. But they have a behavior that they've practiced for so long that it's such a habit that it's it rages against the belief that they're trying to instill. Uh, yep. and, and and resulting in discouragement yep. or disappointment. Yep. You know, how, how, do, how do people find the courage, find the stamina to push through that until that habit is shifted. Yeah, that's good. You know, I think that one thing that 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 people struggle with in this process is patience. Mm-hmm. We don't have the patience to understand mm. that this is not going to happen overnight. Yeah. And, and we can we can say, oh I know it's not going to happen overnight. But then we get frustrated when it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. We can know it in our head, but man, we get frustrated internally because it's not happening as fast as I really want it to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I think whenever you go into this process, you understand that you are going to have to, uh, you are going to have to give tons of patience to this process Mm -hmm. and realize that I'm playing, I'm playing the long game. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm playing to be. I'm I'm playing to be like what we talk about, right? I'm better at seventy, right? right I right, want to be right. better at. 70. I'm playing the long game. I, yeah. I I realize that I'm not going to be everything that I want to be at the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. I got to be able to see beyond that and realize it's going to take time. So let's deploy some patience, mm-hmm. okay? Let's let let's play the long game and let's say I'm not going to get discouraged. If I get discouraged, what's going to end up is I'm going to quit. Mm-hmm. That's not going to take me where I want to go. Yeah. So I refuse to get discouraged. Well, how do I not get discouraged? When I embrace the process. Yeah. I embrace the patience needed for that process. And, and that's what allows me to stay on track mm-hmm. and, and to not give up, to not quit, to realize I'm not going to be perfect, not going to have all the, the behaviors down, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be in process. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that patience is the number one key mm. um, in that uh, really achieving that long-term yeah. goal of being who we want to be. That's so good. So there are, there are three areas that we broke this this concept down into, yeah. uh, at least that we highlighted on yeah. Sunday. We talked about faith, we talked about love, and we talked about peace. Yeah. And, and so I want to talk about those just real quick. What are some practical ways that people are behaving in faith versus behaving in fear like how 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 can someone recognize if they're behaving in fear or behaving in faith and make that adjustment, shift that behavior in order to uh, in order to build the life that they're uh, wanting to build? Yeah, you know that that's good. Uh, um, you know, all of those things came out of the the scripture that we read um, that says, you know, do do your best, right? Mm-hmm. Do your yeah. best to live right, right? Mm-hmm. So we're realizing that once again. We're not perfect. We're just doing our best. Yeah. We're doing our best to live right. That's what God has asked us to do. So we're doing our best to live right. And then he attaches these three things that, that we need to do if we really want to live right. Mm-hmm. So he says, if you want to live right, then you really need to have faith. You need to have love. And you mm-hmm. need to have peace. Well, everybody would agree. Yeah. That like, 
these three these three things are pretty much essential in, in the kingdom of God, like love, mm-hmm. peace, faith. Like we, we need these things. And these things make our life better. Right. You step outside of let's step let's step outside of the kingdom of God right now. Let's step out there into the self-help world. Let's step let's step out there right now into people that don't even believe in God. And this are these are the three things that people are talking about for your life. Mm-hmm. They're talking about peace. Yeah. Right? This is what they're talking. They're talking about love. Yeah. They're talking about faith. You gotta believe in something, whether you're believing in yourself, whether you're believing in the universe, whatever you right. believe. But they talk about you gotta have faith. Why? Because we have to have these things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so we so we take these things and we say, okay, if I'm going to live right, I've got to have these three things right now in my mm-hmm. life. And so we say, okay, first thing we gotta have is faith. We gotta have faith, and we kind of we kind of match that up against fear, right, you know. Right. So that's kind of where that that question that, that you're asking right now is coming from. And how do you know if you are are living in faith versus versus living in fear? Um, and and I, th- I think a lot of that is um, a, a lot of that. Well, fear in in one place is 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 seen two ways. In 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 my opinion, it's seen from what I what what I feel on the inside, mm-hmm. okay, and we, we, we when we get to peace, we kind of talk about anxiety. But if I am fearful, there will be traces of fear. You know, fear has cousins, anxiety and worry, yeah. right? And they, they always travel together. Um, and so if I am a very anxious person, if I'm worried, if, I, if I'm worried about, you know, something falling out of the sky today, if I'm worried that, you know, there's going to be a wreck, if I'm worried, if I'm just constantly worried, mm-hmm. that's a good highlight that I'm, I'm really living in fear mm-hmm. because that worry and anxiety is coming from the place of fear. So mm-hmm. I am afraid. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's an emotion one. So I can, I can feel it on the inside, but here's the second thing. It's, it can also be seen in the decisions that I'm making. Mm-hmm. If I'm not trying new things, yeah, I'm afraid. Yeah. If I'm not stepping out and being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. I'm afraid. Mm. If if I if I love my comfort zone and I don't want to step beyond that, mm-hmm. then I know I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's not just the way we feel; it's also in what we I would say not what we what we do, but what we won't do. Mm. And so I think those are two ways that that you can you know if you're if you're a real feeler, maybe it comes out in that way. But if you if you're not really a, an emotional feeler, then I would look and say, what is it that I'm not doing right now? Because mm-hmm. you might not feel afraid, but you're not trying anything new. Mm-hmm. You might not feel afraid, but you're not, yeah. you're refusing to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. You might not feel afraid, but there are things that you're not doing that you know you should be doing. Yeah, and that that exposes fear. Yeah, yeah. But you can make a decision that you're not going to succumb to those feelings. And make a decision, you know, do something uncomfortable. And you may still feel those emotions of fear. Yes. Uh, but that'll help, you know, eradicate that and, you know, right, right? Oh, well, I mean, establish that belief. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's oh, John Wayne, right? Right, right. You know, cur- courage is being afraid and saddling up anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know how I just remember that, but hey, you know, uh, but it's true, yeah. you know, that, that courage is not the absence of fear, right? Mm-hmm. It's doing things in spite of that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the faith, you mm-hmm. know, I've heard it said before that Old Testament courage is New Testament faith. Mm-hmm. In the Old Testament, it's called courage. In the New Testament, it's called faith and mm-hmm. the, that those things are linked. And, mm-hmm. and I believe that. And so yeah. I think that whenever we, whenever we sense that, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not getting uncomfortable, mm-hmm. we need to realize that I'm never going to just feel like taking that step, feel like jumping in. 
but I have to do it. I have yeah. to work through that fear, and that's living in faith. Mm-hmm. And it it's impossible to live right without faith. And the yeah. Bible says you can't please God without faith, right, right? Right, right. So I have to believe in Him. I have to believe in what He can do in my life. Mm-hmm. And when I begin to believe in those things and have faith in those things, yeah. that I'm pleasing God and my life will mm-hmm. be transforming as well. Right, right. And then we moved on and, and we talked about love too. And we yeah. paired that up with shame. Yes. And 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 kind of kind of break that down. How how do we recognize if we're behaving out of shame? Yeah. Whether consciously or subconsciously, versus behaving out of love. And what does the dichotomy between those two look like? Yeah, you know, I I feel like um you and we kind of we kind of turn that in in terms of love. We talked about loving ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, where Jesus says, uh, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And we kind of said, it's impossible to love my neighbor if I don't love me. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't love you as much as I need to love you if I don't love me. Mm-hmm. I can't love the people around me if I don't love the person inside of me, right? Yeah. And one of the things that be- begins to hinder that process is the feeling of guilt and the feeling of shame. Mm-hmm. So whenever I whenever I begin to feel uh, that that shame, and, and we talked about where that shame comes from, where does that shame come from? It comes from when I betray myself, mm-hmm. right? So when I do something that is against what I said I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It, it, go, it violates my standards. Yeah. Basically, I was disloyal to myself, mm-hmm. right? I did something I'm not proud of. I did something that I told you I would never do. I promised myself I would never do. I was disloyal. I broke my word. I broke I broke that agreement that I had with myself, mm-hmm. okay? So I betrayed myself. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem is once I betray myself, then I start hating myself for betraying myself, mm, mm, right? Yeah. And then, but I know I shouldn't hate myself, mm-hmm. but I can't get over that. So I keep, now I'm hating myself for hating myself, for hating myself because I betrayed myself. And then it becomes this this vicious cycle. Wow. And then before I know it, I'm, I am hating myself every single day because I betrayed myself last week or last year or 10 minutes ago, mm-hmm. right? And so it stays in the cycle and that keeps me from loving myself. Mm-hmm. Well, I cannot live right if I'm not living in love. Right. I can't. So how do you break that cycle? Well, you know, and we, we, we mentioned it a little bit Sunday, is that it starts with forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. If God forgives me, I've got to be willing to forgive myself. Mm-hmm. The forgive, God's forgiveness, it shouldn't stop there, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Like, God's forgiveness is, is, is towards me. But I, I have to forgive myself. Mm-hmm. If I don't forgive myself, then I am constantly battling with things that I shouldn't be battling with. Mm-hmm. If God has forgiven my sin, why can't I forgive my sin? Mm-hmm. If God says, I've removed that off your account, why do I hold that on in my account, mm-hmm. right? I've got to forgive myself. Why do I have to forgive myself so that I can love myself? Because yeah. I can't love myself when I'm nasty mm-hmm. and dirty and filthy and feeling all of this, this stuff. I can't love myself. So I've got to forgive myself, allow myself to, to be clean. Clean yeah. so that I can truly love myself, and then I've got to stop betraying myself. Yeah, yeah. I gotta just quit. Like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop doing that. And once again, that's a process. Mm-hmm. When people hear this, they think, "Oh, I gotta stop cold turkey," mm-hmm. right? If you've been doing something for ten years, for ten days, for ten months, stopping cold turkey is probably gonna be a little difficult. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to work your way out of that. Mm-hmm. Now, I, obviously, we know that with God's help, sometimes, boom. Things, things can happen. Yeah. God can do a miracle. 
But for 99% of the people, mm -hmm. we work ourselves out of that. Yeah. So we have to stop. It's the process of stopping. Mm -hmm. I have to stop betraying myself, right? Yeah. So I have to stop betraying myself. And then what I have to do is just constantly repeat this over and over. Forgive myself so I can love myself. Stop betraying myself, mm -hmm. right? And, and just keep that process going. And so that that's really... Um, that's really the way that it happens. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that shame, uh, see, you say, where does that, how do I know that I'm, I'm living in shame? I would just ask how, how you feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you just look in the mirror, what do you see? Mm -hmm. It's the easiest thing. You look in the mirror, do you see something like you're proud of? Yeah. Like something that, that God's smiling at? Or when you look in the mirror, do you think, oh man, mm -hmm. oh gosh, yeah. oh, you know? It shouldn't be that way. Mm -hmm. When we look in the mirror, we should look in the mirror and we should know the way God sees us. And if that's the way God sees me, then I should see myself the way that God sees me. Yeah, yeah. It goes back to that belief. Right, right. Right? When I believe that, mm -hmm. it gets in my being and it affects my behavior. Yeah. It eliminates shame mm -hmm. whenever I'm living in that. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not, if I have this belief that God's upset with me, God's mad at me, God's against me, mm -hmm. God could not love somebody like me, how can I love somebody like me? That gets into my being, it comes out in my behavior. Mm -hmm. How's it come out by my, my behavior? betrayal and shame yeah yeah right and then i'm building a life on betrayal and shame mm -hmm, right and i'm wondering why it's not abundant right right why there's not love yeah right okay so we see that we've got to make an adjustment yeah yeah that, that's so good i want to i want to flip the script a little bit about love yeah because we live in a culture that is inundated with hate yeah you know hate on a political sphere on a social sphere you know you scroll through social media on any platform yeah. 15 seconds and you're going to run into some form of hate projected yeah. to some people group, to some ethnicity, to some yeah. person, to yeah. some political figure, whatever. How do we embrace and act on love in in a culture that is so driven by hate? I mean, man, if we could step back for just a second and say, once again, we say everything comes out of our being. Mm -hmm. I believe we, so, we see so much hate. I believe because people really hate themselves. Mm. I believe that's where the hate comes from. Because mm. they don't love themselves. Well, I can't live with myself without loving myself. Mm. So what do I have to do? I have to make myself feel better. Why? By cutting your legs off. Wow. Right? Yeah. By, by, by making you lower than me. By making you worse than me. I, I've got to do something so I can feel better about me. Because I don't, I don't feel good about me just by myself. Mm. I don't look in the mirror and feel great about myself. Wow. So so I, I hate myself. So what I do is I take what is in me mm -hmm. and I project it on other people, mm -hmm. other people groups, yeah. uh, other political viewpoints. Mm -hmm. I, that, that's what I have to do. And so, uh, so I think the reason that we're seeing more and more hate is because we, we have a culture that has betrayed itself. We have a culture that uh, people in the culture that are hating themselves wow. and we're in a cycle of hate. And so I can't give something that I don't have. We're trying to tell people to do something that they can't do. Mm, mm. Love your brother and sister. They have no capacity to do that. Yeah. No capacity because mm. they hate themselves. Mm -hmm. They hate who they are. Yeah. They've broken so many commitments with themselves, so many agreements with themselves. They know what they are doing. They know who they are, and they don't want anybody else to know that, so they're going to project something that says, hey, I'm better than these people right here. Mm -hmm. And it's just a, it's a nasty cycle. Wow. So I, I think that that's where it stems from. Yeah. I mean, really, at the core, at the very core, I think that's where it comes from. Um, and so, so if we're going to be the answer, mm -hmm. 
right? That we that that we should be as the church of Jesus Christ, we should be the answer for the world's hate. Right, right. Where does that start? It starts with me loving myself. Mm-hmm. It starts with me loving me the way that God loves me. Mm-hmm. And when I begin to love me appropriately, I can begin to live uh, love other people appropriately. Mm-hmm. But I believe that's why it's so difficult for yeah, people. Yeah. And that's why there's a lack of love because mm-hmm. there's a lack of love on the inside. Yeah, yeah. And real quick, we're going to tie it up. We, we moved right from there, and we went right to peace. Yeah. And we paralleled peace with anxiety. Yeah. And let's kind of speak to that a second. How do people recognize that they're behaving off of anxiety versus behaving off of peace? You know, because that happens both consciously and subconsciously. And how do you recognize that? How do you shift that? How do you change that? Yeah, you know, I think that... <laughs> It kind of goes back to the whole fear, right. you know. We're, we, they're they're so connected; it's almost hard to separate those. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that anxiety and worry, it is an emotion, mm-hmm. right? You you feel it on the inside, um, um, you know. And and so I would say that that is the that is the probably the easiest way to tell. Like, are, are you are you just you know are you at peace? Um, are you do you have a peaceful demeanor right about your day are you are you are you nervous all yeah. the time right are you nervous about you know if you're I, I think a great way is to say like if your boss calls you and says hey can you come into my office like are you like oh, oh god I'm, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting fired oh my god I'm getting you know I'm getting I'm getting this you know and me doesn't talk about this all the time right because you know her, her struggle with anxiety and, and 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 these things and and she's been very open about that and that she's works through that anxiety and that um and um um and I'm I'm not that way even my natural disposition is not an anxious disposition and then when I couple just my natural personality with the peace of God that I've developed over the last 20 plus years of my life. Yeah. You know, when, whenever, you know, the boss calls me or whatever, I'm like thinking, Oh man, he probably saw something good. I did right. <laughs> he's, he's probably wanted to compliment me. He's probably wanted to give me a raise. He's probably just wanted to encourage me because I'm such a good employee. Right. Like that's what I'm thinking in my yeah. mind. Destiny's thinking, Oh God, today's the end. I'm getting fired. I need to start boxing up my stuff. Like it's the last day on the job, you right. know? And it, and it's like, okay, so so where do where does your mind go? Are you nervous? Mm-hmm. Or is that that's just a little example to say, oh, do you expect bad things to happen or good things to happen? Yeah. When you wake up in the day, when you're at peace, I'm at peace. I think some good things are going to happen yeah, yeah. today, right? Versus, oh God, what what could go right. wrong today? Anxiety, worry, right. nervousness. What are some natural behaviors or habits that stem from anxiety that people could relate to that they could help identify? Oh yeah, that's. That's that's the result of anxiety in my life. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I think just some of the things that people talk about, you know, like, you know, people that chew their nails, pick their nails, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, um, a lot of people overeat out of anxiety. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, some people out of anxiety um, um, create some 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 bad behaviors to cope with that anxiety, whether it be alcohol drug use and it's really anxiety it's they, they don't know how to deal with the anxiety so they're trying to find peace somehow some way and and really the find the way they find peace is by removing their mind off yeah but we all know the problem with that like the problem with drugs yeah. the problem with alcohol the problem with these different things is that yeah. you go off and then you come back yeah and it's still there right yeah, yeah. and so you've got to deal with the problem right yeah. you you know I, I love when they say you can't fix anything you won't face right so I can't fix my anxiety yeah. by just trying to run away and yeah. trick my brain, right? Yeah. And then coming back. No, I've got to be willing to face that anxiety. It's just the only way that I can fix it. Yeah. And so, um, 
So I think whenever you notice that anxiety, you got to just take it head on. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you got to fight for the peace. Once again, go back to that belief. Mm -hmm. I have to believe that, that I can have peace. Yeah. I have to believe mm -hmm. if that's what God's word declares over my life, that I can have supernatural peace. Jesus said, my peace is the peace I'm going to give to you. Right, right. I mean, I don't see Jesus nervous waking up in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. I don't see, oh, how's the father going to feel about me today? How's it? No, right? Not, yeah, not happening. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus said, what I have inside of me is what I want to give to you. Mm -hmm. I have to believe that's possible. Yeah. That should begin to change my being. Mm -hmm. should change who I am. That should begin to change my behaviors, the outflow of my life, what I'm doing to get peace, to find peace, mm -hmm. to live in peace, which is going to change the life that I'm building. Right. I don't want right. to build a life built on worry, anxiety, connected to fear. Right. I want to build a life on the promises and the peace of God. And it is possible. Yeah. But we have to believe that if we want to build a life mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. That is so, so good. I tell you what, you do not want to miss the rest of this series. We're heading in part two this Sunday. We want to see you here, 9.30 and 11.15, right here in the building. Uh, yeah, do you, you want to say It's going to be great. It yeah, is. you know, we're going to be talking about enthusiasm, ooh, talking about ooh. enthusiasm. So hey. how do we, uh, you know, how do we... Uh, how do we live our best, right? How do we how do we do that? And yeah. we can't do that without enthusiasm. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a great, great, yeah, great yeah. Sunday. You don't wanna miss it. We'll see you here.